0: back to joygasm where we geek out about video games movies and pop culture i'm russ xbox live toaster 360 and with me is steve xbox live Steve and we plunder episode 66 today april 7th 2018 to get the most out of joygasm follow us on social media And YouTube, just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.com slash Joygasm TV. Also, for exclusive access and some sweet goodies, check us out at Patreon.com slash Joygasm. And no matter which platform you use to enjoy the show, please drop us a subscription, thumbs up, or a review. It helps us build awareness, which we appreciate, of course, always. This episode will be a little more short and sweet as we just kind of talk about what we've been up to and then we just dive right into the topic of the day, which is Steve's suggestions for Overwatch. And speaking of, how you doing, Steve? Yo, Russ. How you doing?
1: How you doing? How you doing?
0: Ah, well, to respond to you in the... Same way that you did, I'm all right, all right, all right. Do you feel older? I don't, actually. Mm. Um, I do feel older in certain ways, but it, it wasn't because of my, my recent passage have you into at the, have you 39-dom. Have you looked in the mirror yet, Russ? I, I, I've seen yourself looking uh, 39-ish. I have looked at myself, unfortunately, <laughs> every morning. And, uh, yeah, it was actually kind of funny. I was looking at pictures with my wife from uh, just right before we got married, which was back in 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. Oh, such a sprightly young lad I was a short time ago. and it, uh, really, I have things changed. Yes, they have. I am, I am in full adult mode, I guess you'd say. Adulting, which is... Certain things about it are rewarding. And while other things are just kind of, you know, you look at yourself and you're like, yeah, what happened? (laughs) You know, I still have your birthday card in my car. I, 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 well, I, hey, that's fine. I like, I like getting belated. Yeah. It, it just, right. It, you know, the whole belated birthday thing is fine in my book because it just it, it extends, right, the celebratory nature of birthdays.
1: And it has.
0: I mean, you could keep that in your card until like, you know, October <laughs> or something and hand it to her. Happy
1: Halloween. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <We're gonna> just- <laughs> happy birthday, ween. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to looking at that, though, Steve. Yeah, I'm sure you nice to us. see. You got me a card. Cards are becoming more endearing as I get older, too. I've always enjoyed birthday cards. Yeah. But I must say it is fun, because at this age, it's like, if I want to buy something, odds are I'm just going to buy it myself. Right. I don't, I'm not looking for, like, a big gift. But right. The old sentimental quality comes into play quite nicely. Especially when
1: it's a card from your brother. Especially. Those are the When best. it's a card from my
0: brother. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed.
1: So, how you been? I' ah, doing all right. I, you know, I was thinking before I got here. What you? Know, we've been talking about a bunch of stuff that we've been playing, but I forgot if I've told you about a couple movies that I've watched.
0: Mm. Did I tell you I watched Atomic Blonde already? No, I don't believe you have. I know that you. I okay. So when we saw Red Sparrow, Shh. you were yeah. recommending that I see Salt. Yes, and I think based off of the limited knowledge that I understand, Atomic Blonde is also kind of in that same genre. You have kind of a
1: yeah. femme
0: fatale. Yeah, more or less. Salt's
1: still have a better movie. This was more like Charlize Theron show-off kind
0: of stuff. Okay, so it wasn't necessarily in the same vein as Salt or no. Red Sparrow. Okay. No. For some reason, I th- the way the trailer played, it looked like she was some kind of... I don't know.
1: Special Agent Woman. Yeah, something yeah, like that. No. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, somewhat, yes, but the story is it's just a kind of a popcorn y, um, gotcha. Netflix But I'm how sure. was Charlize? Uh, sh- yeah. I, me. Okay. So, so. Yeah. I also watched uh, Three Billboards and. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. I remember yeah. you got that in Netflix. So I watched that. That was also kind of so. So I don't really know why I was nominated, to be honest. Yeah. I think I think <laughs> if you're the type of person, <laughs> the Academy and my own mind and my soul says, what in the, what what's going on here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I I think if you're the type of person who hates the cops and has a very um, randomized political view Yeah, you might enjoy the film but if you're looking for something entertaining and upbeat and and sincere and and something you could take with you this this is not it yeah
0: it didn't look like one of those types of films no
1: but i'm trying to watch them all. all 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 the nominations yeah oh i know i know so, uh, other than that, uh, we haven't played very much Overwatch in a while. We have not. We've been sailing the high seas. We have indeed. We've been plundering and plowing. Mm, indeed. Uh, collecting all the chickens, all the swine, getting bit by snakes.
0: Yes, we
1: have indeed. Um, collecting lots of glittery bits to sell, collecting swag.
0: Yes. <laughs> being <laughs> able to yell out Arr! whenever we you know, can. I
1: think we're the only people who do that. Like, we just jump on the boat and we're like singing and like being a pirate and having a grand old time. Everyone's like, okay, turn the sails. Yeah. <laughs> What-wise? <worldwide." laughs> Okay, now starboard. I'm gonna drop the anchor. If someone gets off, and
0: they're like, Okay, yeah. like, I'm like, <laughs> Turn into play and Yeah, totally. That's absolutely right. Like- well uh, um we need to shovel up. The, yeah. treasure. the treasure. Somebody grab
1: a gunpowder barrel. Barrel, gun powder barrel and jump on their boat. Aye, matey. I be <laughs> grabbing the gunpowder. <laughs> Sending someone down to Davy Jones' locker. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just don't know really not how to uh, deal with us. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, man. But, it, I mean, we actually do occasionally come across someone who's really funny. Like the, the guy we were playing with last night, man, he was cracking me up.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I he mean, was it was kind of funny. It that's just, just, it was a lot of the, the stuff that gets said was just really funny.
1: Well, that plus we, we had, we were fighting the Kraken and the Kraken stayed around for the longest
0: time, too. Oh I my thought we were gonna,
1: gosh. Yeah.
0: That was the funniest thing. And was that your first encounter with it, a Kraken? No, Russ. No, that's right. No. <laughs>
1: This, this is this gonna, gonna be like this is
0: gonna turn into an nah. inside joke. Oh, Steve, 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 have you been to the the, the Skull
1: Island thing yet? Have you done one of those? Uh, <laughs> oh, that's something we have to talk about too. We've done that so often, <laughs> staying up so late, like two and three in the morning. I'm like, oh, going to work with like bags under my eyes. Like I don't even want to tell anybody what I was doing the night before.
0: Oh, my gosh. It's so funny, though. Yeah. I mean, like, that. this game actually is really sneaky in that sense where you just you lose track of how long you've been playing. Yeah. I, I suppose it plays to the, the strength of the game in the sense that you're just having so much fun and you're doing your thing. You don't realize how much time has passed. Right. And every time, and I'm so glad that I took this past week off because every time that we're playing, We'll start, you know, maybe around like 9 o'clock at night or something. And then we're playing till like 2 and 3 in the morning. And all of a sudden, we just get this look of dread. We're like, I've got to go to bed. yeah But no, it, it was really funny last night just when the Kraken showed up. And, and it was pretty epic. I think you got lifted into the air for the first time. Yeah, I
1: did actually a few times and got swallowed by the thing. And it's funny because the whole screen goes black. And you're like... Dude, I'm in the guys, and it keep it constantly hurts you, like because you can't breathe in there and uh-huh. the cracking has water and stuff, and so you're you're slowly basically being digested with in, in a black screen, a void of nothing until
0: you have to respawn. Kind of sucks, right? Yeah, no. And, and have, were you slapped into the water and back up again or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I thought I he had got face me. full of ink. Yeah, exactly. You can't really see what's going on. Yeah. But man, it was it is so fun to like be like hoisted up that high and you're like, "What?" But I, and I, so much is going on
1: at the same time that it's hard to make out what the plan or the strategy is. Like you you just have to yell louder than everybody else to get their attention like, sh- somebody shoot the tentacle that I'm in so yeah. I can get back on the boat." Right. And all I could hear between the other two guys go blah, 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 back and forth is so you go like
0: uh, it was so funny because <laughs> there was just so much. This, uh, that was actually the first time I noticed the Kraken's tentacles, like the or, or yeah, the tentacles were actually wrapping around the ship. Right. Normally, when I encounter the Kraken, they're just kind of. Yeah, coming up out of the water, and like they'll try and grab some of the sailors, and and that's about it. But like that, this was the actual first time where it started to wrap itself, where I saw the ship almost go down, and so I was thinking, oh wow, this is this is a little more dire than uh, what I'm used to. Yeah. But at the same time, it was just super fun to be able to slash at the tentacles and get them off the ship. And I got hoisted up several times into the, the sky. And meanwhile, this other guy, he has, like, the funniest voice. I can't remember what his gamer name is off the top of my head. But he's just like, are we going in circles? How are we going to get out of here? And just the way he was just presenting that, I just I started laughing hysterically because... The shit was literally going in circles, and so we were battling the kraken for like 30 minutes or something. It was the longest time, and I was shocked because I never got the achievement. There's like that ch- achievement that the other gamer that we were with was talking about. It's called like a kraken good time or something, where if you actually officially defeat the kraken, then you'll you'll unlock it. I have not unlocked it. Neither have I. So
1: I think we could have unlocked it because typically, like the first time we were, we were facing the Kraken, uh-huh. he eventually went away. Yeah, this time he stayed there. We and we sailed off. Right. But the tentacles are just coming along. oh, yeah. uh, You guys are going away. But I think if we went back and then gave it one more crack, that uh, <laughs> that mm-hmm. I think we, we could have won. I think we could have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the game itself, I know that we've talked about this on the the previous episode, but. One of the, the, again, one of the greatest strengths of of the game is just having different types of memorable experiences within the game that then you can talk to, have those water cooler moments. And I had a few of those this past week because I I put in quite a bit of Sea of Thieves time during my time off. Some of which I don't think I've even talked to you about. Like One of the things that I thought was was really cool was I was by myself. I was on the sloop and I was just gonna carry out some of the voyages that I had gotten from the merchants and whatnot. So as soon as I spawned into the tavern, there was another player that was already in there. You told me about this. Did I tell you about this? Mm-hmm. Okay well, I'll tell our listeners then he um there's this other guy who's he was totally dressed to the nines. I mean, like the guy clearly had been playing this game a lot more than I have and had just just this awesome suit on and whatnot. He was in the tavern just drinking. And when I spawned in, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, and, and instantly I thought, is this guy just going to try and kill me after I spawned in? Because I'm so conditioned now to just expect anytime you see someone who's not a part of your crew, they just go for you. But he didn't. Instead, he just waved at me. So, I waved back at him and he had his, his, his little mug out. And so, I pulled my mug out and we started drinking grog together. And uh, then he just, he, he ran out of the tavern. So, I was like, huh, all right. Well, that has been interesting. And... I ended up getting an achievement for that, actually. There's an achievement. If you drink with some other player who's not part of your crew, that was the mistake I made when um, you and Nick and myself were trying to do it. That It's not that. You have to actually get with other players who are not part of your crew. I got some sort of achievement when we did that. You did? Yeah. Oh, well. Well, they're, okay. Hearing that, their achievement system is still wonky. I think Rare still has not fixed whatever it that is that they're trying to fix because... It's just bizarre how there are certain things I know I've done I have not gotten the Achievement for, And other people have done it and they have gotten it So I don't, I don't know But anyway So this guy, he runs out of the tavern I end up going out and thinking, okay, well that was, that was fun That was interesting So then I make my way to the ship and I'm putting a voyage and whatnot on and, and as I'm getting back up to the top deck I see him on my ship and I'm thinking, oh great, now he's going to kill me But he doesn't kill me, he's just hanging out there And so I think, okay, this is interesting so I, I I figure, okay, I don't have any treasure with me, I don't have anything, I'm just going to cast off and let's just see what happens. So I end up casting off going to like one of the islands and he just, his character ends up sitting down like he's on the top portion of the, the boat and he's just kind of looking and he's continuing to drink his grog and like he proceeded to help me. Like here's a guy who like, I get to the island and of course there's undead skeletons trying to attack me and whatnot. And so i'm jumping off and my voyage that i had selected was just to collect farm animals so i'm like okay i'm gonna go get some chickens get some pigs whatever i was just amazed like like the guy stayed on the boat but he was like shooting from the boat he was shooting the skeletons and picking them off for me and whatnot um, and then we, as we would go to these different islands to pick up the animals, like he would like be playing music or he'd just be sitting there looking at the sunset or whatever. And then when we got back, because I was thinking when we, when we returned to the outpost, oh, he's totally going to kill me and he's going to steal my stuff. He didn't do that either. Like We got back to the outpost and he proceeded to like carry my stuff and drop it off right at the, the, the correct merchant and then just looked at me and like waved at me and then Wait, ran did off. Wait, he turned it in? No, no, no. He he set he he like set down the the traps oh. at the the correct location of where with the merchant that was uh it was like it was the business merchant the one that wants right. the animals and then and then he just and then waited for me to catch up while I was over there and then he waved and then just ran off and I was thinking that is just the coolest thing because it completely turns what you've come to expect in this game from the behavior of players on its ear entirely where it's like wow like. That was such a a novel moment for me as a gamer where I'm playing in this this MMO sandbox. And here's a guy who, you know, I don't know what level he ultimately is, but it's just it, it is the coolest thing to be able to to come across another player who he just wants he's literally living kind of like this nomad uh, maverick pirate lifestyle in the game. He's not trying to go for the gold or anything. I don't like I said, I don't know what level he is. But he was just sitting there and he just saw me come out and he just helped me for a bit and then ran off and did his own little thing. And and it's just, he's your pirate guardian angel. Well, my thing is, is like, that is what makes a game like this so memorable is like, that was completely unpredictable. I was not expecting there to be moments like that in the game at all. I thought, man, that, like, I would have never expected to have something like that go on, especially considering the fact that the game itself is very um, selfish inducing in terms of, oh, I want to get some gold. I want to level up. I want to gain experience. I want to, you know, Rob I, want, somebody. I want, I want. Yeah. And is so, yeah, I mean, times like that, it just, it, I think that's what keeps the game fresh for me is just every time I start the game, I don't know what I'm going to encounter. And I think that that's a really special thing. So, in addition to that, like, um, I did find a new type of treasure chest. It's actually kind of like a barrel. It's a, I think they called it, it's either a barrel of a thousand grogs or a chest of a thousand grogs. Right. And that one was really fun because you get, hoarse you get drunk when the instant you hold it. And so you're stumbling your way toward the merchant. You're like, you're, you're trying your best not to fall off the dock or whatnot. And, and you can eventually get it there. Um, I also noticed too, if you're holding it while, and you jump, um, the music that plays while you're holding it because you're drunk. Like, like you hear this, like, real sloshy kind of sound. Um, apparently, like, all the, the souls or ghosts or whatever it is that are in this thing, you'll jump and it goes, and they go, oh! It, it, it's just, I don't know, little things like that, I just, I get a big kick out of. So that that was a lot of fun. And, of course, we have had a variety of different Skull Fort experiences, haven't we? Yeah.
1: The thing is, is when the the cloud finally forms, it's a beacon for anybody who's on the bay to come and and battle it out, and it takes forever.
0: It really does. Oh,
1: my goodness. And it's not so much like the waves of skeletons that keep on coming at you. It's fending off everybody who wants a piece or a taste or whatever it is. Man, it just takes forever. Except that one, uh, I think it was... uh, I forgot I was with you or I wasn't with you. Um, we were there. We were just pounding it out. And then finally, we were able to get whatever needed to get and get out. And that was it. And we're like, awesome. Right. And then earlier, I, I <laughs> remember when we did it uh, and someone else just spawned on our ship. And they're like, oh, man, I got, we really made that guy's day. I mean, yeah. you know, he just spawned on our ship after the fight was over and just turned everything in. I did that earlier. Really? I don't know if they had just come from the Skull Fort or not, but... Um, I had popped on the ship and helped them do a couple different quests, and then I thought, okay, they have two chests and a few skulls and the turn turning whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, we had like eight chests and like an additional eight to 12 skulls to turn in. I'm thinking, okay, I'll just keep on going back and forth and help. I mean, I think I gained about three or four levels. Thanks, guys. That's awesome. There was one time when uh, I was by myself waiting for you. Mm -hmm. And taking forever to find whatever Voyage I was doing and whatnot. What and, I, and I finally find the treasure chest, and I, I think, yes! And I look up. I, I was shoveling the thing out, right? And I look up, and I see this other sloot coming in, and I'm like, no! Because <laughs> I had I had thrown something in the boat earlier, and so I'm running, I'm sprinting back to my boat and swimming as fast as I can. And they didn't shoot me, they just, they... <laughs> he jumped onto my boat and started searching around and I climbed up on the ladder and he got out in his little uh, blunderbuss uh-huh. and I dodged his shot. Like I jumped behind something, goes bloof. And then he had, to, he had to reload and I slaughtered him. Nice. And so he goes off into pirate purgatory and, and uh, his buddy slowly sails by at the helm and I'm looking at him like, you know, <laughs> and dead am like, what, you want some too? I just killed your buddy, you know, by myself. And so he just kind of sails off into, you know, whatever. And um, I go back, finish digging up my chest, run back to my ship, and they followed me all the way to the outpost. But
0: guess who was the better sailor? Uh, Uh. One of me, two of them. Excellent seamanship, my good man. Indeed. I do think that it was um, just really neat to be able to go through different experiences as it applies to the, the Skull Fort because, like, what you were talking about, we had the one in particular where when we finally were able to take on the skeletons, uh, we had a little bit of trouble with some other ships, but then I remember just being stuck on the island while you guys went to go get a new ship. Yeah. And it took you guys quite a, a while to well, be able to it get back. Well, us all the way across the map. It did, it did. But it was cool because at that point in time, I was right. huffing and puffing, like grabbing all the, the treasures and getting them next to the shore. Yeah. And, and by and large, that was just... It, that was cool, too, because I was constantly on the lookout, like, trying to make sure no one else was going to come by and kill me and take all the treasure. I mean, that, I was really exposed. Yeah. But then I contrast that with, like, oh, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to
1: tell you, uh, finish your thought, because I, I had I, I had another one for you.
0: Well, I was going to say, like, I contrast that to another time where we were spending just hours upon hours, and we just couldn't make a dent just because there were so many other sloops that were coming in and... and acting as harassment to uh, just the various times where we were fighting the skeletons. You know, we, we can never fully focus on getting the undead out of the way. And so that was just a, a no-win situation.
1: The last one I was going to tell you when you said exposed was last night I was telling you I was with a crew that didn't have any headsets or mics or anything. And so we were basically signing to each other like, you know, over here, you need to go over there, and, you know, all the silent message kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So we go on this very small island, and the contract was for four captains. It was a huge skull contract, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're fighting them all like crazy, and I'm the one keeping my eye out for our other ships to come by. And I see a galleon come up, and I, I can tell they're, they're seeing what's going on. This island was so small, everybody could see. So they didn't bother blowing up our ship yet. Uh-huh. And... So three of the crew were fighting. I start running back to the ship and someone else notices and they go back to the ship too, when they see me sprinting off and they start firing cannons. I grab skulls and I just jump back into the water, Uh like our loot, right? And I just dump it in the water. Really? Yeah. So I dump it in the water and I knew our ship was going down because we only have half a crew who Uh wasn't expecting anything. And lo lo and behold, it does and we all spawn back. Well, everyone had the same idea, go back and finish the voyage. And so we do, and, the, and the, the attacking ship did not see where I had stashed my loot in the water really? near the rocks. Exactly. And so we, we go right back up. I get all my stuff. And then later on, they we met up with them again, and they started, like, coming towards us, towards the outpost, and we were all, like, jumping off the ship before we even parked it just to go turn in everything. And we did, and then right as we did, they I, I could hear them um, – on their own mics, because, you know, even though they're not part of the same chat, mm-hmm. when they get close, you can hear them. Yeah, right. Yeah. I,
0: that's actually a cool quality of yeah. the game itself.
1: I can hear them barking. Oh, they're jumping off. Get them, get him Where's the merchant? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of think so. Anyway.
0: Yeah. That is super cool. And I think, what are your thoughts on just the, the whole notion of it being kind of more of an unpredictable game in that sense? Uh, I mean, I think it is what it is. I
1: there's always gonna be depending on the server that you're on there're always, always gonna be a number of different people that are out there and on on the same server on the same ocean doing similar contracts on nearby islands and sometimes they have good intentions most of the time they don't. I mean if you see somebody on the horizon, you're going on oh, nuts. You're yeah gonna, you
0: know. What's, how much do we have to lose are most of the experiences that you have had without me playing with you is that more just based off of the, the fighting itself or have you had some very interesting encounters with other gamers
1: I had some interesting encounters with other gamers yeah yeah nothing
0: to really like you know
1: oh this one time
0: uh huh but yeah. what did you think of the crew that we were playing with last night
1: um, they were about average yeah, nothing special I mean it was fun but they were so so all
0: right all right is there are there any favorites that come to mind that we have uh, sailed with in the past
1: um no well I think not you and I together but uh, a few our uh, uh, let's see I think last week I was with one other dude who uh, I mean everybody I, I joined with I, I went on the sloop And the first guy I was with was like, oh, hey, what's up? You scared me. I didn't know you were on my ship. (laughs) You know, and he was with someone else. I think it was was his brother and they were finishing up a contract and his brother already jumped and he said, go ahead and have this contract. And I was like, thank you. And (laughs) we got music. (laughs) And so it was a good contract way above my level and I finished it. And then someone else, or it was two contracts, but I wanted to do one of my measly ones first and someone else joined me from India and he was typing on his keyboard, all these messages to yeah, me, but he yeah. could hear me, right? And so he was jumping off, helping me out. And then he, he didn't take any of the loot for himself. At some point he go, oh, I gotta go, see ya. Like I thought, well, thanks for your help. And then I, I, <laughs> the third person I joined up with was like, okay, yeah, you got some great voyages, let's do them. Do you know about this? Do you know about that? Do you know about this? You know I and mean, he taught me all, all, all this stuff. And we oh, yeah, he's the wondered. one who
0: taught you. What, what was it? You, you were sharing that with me, actually, a bit. Like, like how to get a snake to calm down. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That guy was awesome. So, anyway, that's about it. All right. Well,
0: I say we go right into uh, our main topic of the day. What do you say, Steve? Let's do it, Rush. <clears throat> so these are the suggestions that Steve has been compiling a list of. Aren't, and aren't you going to play the Topic of the Day music, Ross? Uh, no, no. We're, we're, we're just going to segue right into it, Steve. Okay. That oh, and, uh, are you are you missing it? I am. You're missing it. He's missing it. Okay. Just for you, let's have ourselves a massive Topic of the Day. Did that make you happy? Thanks, Russ. <laughs> does that bring a, a joyful tear
1: to your eye? Yeah, I? it does. You know, I think this topic is important to talk about right now, Russ. Do you? Yes. For the mere fact that we've been putting on the shelf in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Focus on Sea of Thieves. So hopefully some of these changes will maybe go, go, go to the ears.
0: Plant a few uh, seeds. Plant
1: a few seeds to uh, Mr., Mr. Jeff uh, Kaplan.
0: Mr. Kaplan. Yes. The mastermind of yes, Overwatch. Indeed.
1: Um, so I'm trying to keep a small list here,
0: Russ. Oh, well, small list, he says. I see I have no idea what you have written down.
1: Small list, medium sized list, you know, and all kind of depends on what your range is. But I let me, I should preface this. And I i I've began to notice a lot of things that I have been taking note of ever since Doomfist came out. Okay, so I, that's where I'm starting. Okay, a lot of these are going to sound familiar to you, Russ.
0: That's that's quite all right. I need your input. You know, it's amazing how us being local and being siblings, we surprise, surprise, really do talk about a
1: lot of things. So. Yeah, yeah, we do. So here's what's up, Russ. Let me start out with this. Okay, so the, obviously the game has a lot of DLC and auto updates and stuff that it, you know it's been going on. But there's a lot of few things that you just need to iron out and, and not touch again. For example, like the music. Sometimes okay. if you, uh, if the game starts, it'll have like the ending music of like 30 seconds left kind of deal uh-huh. instead of like the beginning music of rush to the, the the payload or rush to the where you're supposed to get. Mm-hmm. Or it'll have like absolutely no music at all. You just kind of jump around and, you, and leave. Like, okay, well, what happened to the music? Are we doing something different? Like, what is going on? Right, right. Or... Uh, you know how they have the profile pictures with your portrait and you, that shows your level. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'll just show your level and just, and no portrait, just the picture mm-hmm. or it'll be the picture and the portrait with no level. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, okay, that's one. It's not big. It's just like maybe iron that out,
0: polish it a little uh, bit more. Polish it up.
1: Or for example, uh, on the dropship when you, when you first get to, or you get into mm-hmm. and you all are just, you know, you're hanging ba- out, you're hanging waiting out, for the countdown time. basketball timer. around, yeah. When that door drops to get out before Doomfist was released, you could you could jog down the door, no problem. Now, if you jog down the, the the door, the whole screen goes and like it shudders every single time. You don't notice it too much because you play a lot of characters that can just fly and jump, and you just you know float kind of out. But if you ride, if you walk down the door uh-huh. and not jump, the whole screen just shakes. Every, Interesting. Every time, every single time.
0: Weird. Yeah, I haven't noticed that. I mean, I've even as diva, you know, I'll, I'll play as diva, and I won't necessarily always blast out the gate. I'll just run right. out there, and I have not noticed any kind of shaking going on with the screen. That sounds like it's probably just some sort of bug or whatever that they. Yeah, have to it's
1: just something small, like but what, yeah. but never happened before. And the last thing I would I would notice is every once in a while, while I am playing somebody, um, it, their their weapon won't load it'll just be my screen or my hands moving but there won't be a, a weapon yeah or if i try and hit reload they won't reload so i'm, I'm just a, a sitting duck <laughs> like what the,
0: what do i do yeah that that is something i've noticed with overwatch too and it's it's because it's an online game that all the assets have not had time to to populate into the world yet yeah. and that is a bit of an issue because you can tell blizzard is trying to minimize the amount of load time it takes in order for the game to get started. So that... I think that if they could just... I don't know, have the loading screen be on there for maybe two to three more seconds longer. Yeah. At that point in time, I think most, if not all, the assets will be spawned into the world. But yeah, that that has, it it is a bit of a detractor, especially if you're dropped into a game that's already in progress. And you're you're already trying to figure out, okay, what's the strategy? What's going on? Are we behind? Are we ahead? Anyway. Continue. But, well, yeah. But other times, I'm already in the, the little sandbox, little
1: mm-hmm. world, and my I, I just can't reload my weapon. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm "Great, great, you know, whatever." Um, I think Russ during Chateau deathmatch. Mm-hmm. I don't think they should notify you if you contributed to the elimination of someone else. If you don't, if you do not get the elimination, because remember it only counts if you completely eliminate somebody. So you could right. you could take off the last 10 hit points of somebody and you get the credit versus someone else who took off the first 90 hit points off mm-hmm. somebody, right? But even if you were the one who got 90 hit points off the person, you wouldn't get credit for the for the elimination. Mm-hmm. The person who who finished the person off would get it but it would still show on your screen, eliminated, you know, Junkrat or eliminated, you know, so-and-so. And you're thinking, yes. And then you look at the scoreboard and it still says zero. And you're thinking, why is it telling me that I, I'm getting credit for these eliminations? If- you're, you're talking
0: about the text that comes on the screen? Yeah. Okay, yeah. At First, I thought you were talking about the thumbnails that appear in the upper right-hand corner right. where it shows who uh, did, you know, who contributed to the elimination of that particular character but yeah i agree i think it would be a nice change up with the text itself where instead of saying i, I honestly i don't remember what it says if it says so, like so and so eliminated or whatever right. it was yeah but perhaps they could have some sort of text that says um you you assisted you know there you or, go or something like right. that so yeah. that way it, it goes without saying there, there's no argument as to like who killed who it's just oh okay I was the one who who helped. It I aided in the <laughs> elimination of this particular character. Right. Yeah, that, that'd be a nice little change, and that would be a, a quick little fix. It wouldn't be a heavy lift at all. Right. What else you got?
1: I. I guess it's all, all me. So I'll just say the thought: <laughs> <laughs> the skybox should be higher. Okay. Think about it. If you're Farrah or even D.Va or Junkrat, someone who could fly up really high in the air uh-huh. or jump really high in the air, you can only get at to a certain point, and then it's like you're hitting your head on something. Uh-huh. So let's say you're Farrah and you're on um uh what is that? Uh I Eichenwald. Uh-huh. uh And <laughs>
0: you've got sea of thieves on the brain. <laughs> yeah. You're starting to forget <laughs> the names of the maps.
1: Yeah. And so, and you're trying to fly over just the house, uh uh-huh. You you can hardly even do it.
0: Yeah, I think. Again, I haven't really jumped over every single building that that exists I within Eichenwald, but I don't necessarily. I think that that if they were to to lift it, maybe lift it just a little bit more. Right,
1: but, not a ton, but a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, I just I know that I do a heavy amount of of playing as Farah, and I just don't there's really not a way to get even that much higher. Like, like if you're on like the, I suppose the highest tower or something, and then you do your boost and then you start flying, you, you could probably get a little bit oh, higher. Yeah. Your phone agrees. Oh yeah, exactly. Um,
1: but even, but it's not limited to that map at all either. It, it could be on Helios where you're on a an elevated platform mm-hmm. or uh, what what's the map? <laughs> I forgot another map. What's the map with the factory? Um, it's, uh, it's like in Moscow,
0: Oh, Volskaya.
1: Yeah. You can be on one of those platforms. Then you hit Farrah's, uh rocket jump. Mm-hmm, and she's just like, yeah, she just hits her head. She can only go so high. I don't know. It just, meh. I would like to, you know, she, her main thing is to fly. Why don't you just raise the skybox level so she can get more altitude.
0: I also think too, that there's, there are game design rules that are kind of in place, if you will, where oh, sure. like, if you're playing as a as a, a certain type of character on the opposing team, they their trajectory of weaponry has to also be able to reach far. So like if they go if she goes higher, then they of course have to sure. and then that of course creates a bit of a domino effect in the sense that, well, then if they were to have the 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 length be stretched out farther, then that also means horizontal, um, in addition in addition to vertical. So I think that you begin to run into some sticky situations. Like, for instance, if you're Hanzo, there is a limit to how far your arrow will go. And the arrow will begin to draw because clearly he's shooting from above sure. an arrow. Sure, Torbjörn, the same thing. Yeah, so when you have that, um, that then begins to, to alter a lot of the other types of, of character gameplay attributes. And I again, I, I don't think I'm necessarily against that idea. I do think that it would require quite a bit of balancing.
1: True, although when you're fair as well, your your rocket has to fire a longer distance, mm-hmm. which now it becomes a timing issue for you too. So it might be a, if you need to fly away to get out of a dangerous situation, then you can do that, mm-hmm. but. If you are about to fire back at somebody else, you got to really time your shot because it's going to take an extra second or two for that shot to go across the map or however far you are.
0: Yeah, I was I wasn't thinking so much of far as I was thinking about um, just can other can opposing players be able to reach? Oh, clearly, certain players can't. Like if you're Soldier Seventy Six, you're going to be able to shoot mm-hmm. um, at her and you'll be able to reach and that sort of thing. So what else you got? Ah, uh, let's see.
1: Zarya needs a nerf.
0: Okay, completely
1: agree with you on that one. So she has a passive shield and she has a physical shield, like two shields in one. Mm-hmm. And in in certain game types like Mayhem, when everything reloads in two seconds, mm-hmm. her, by the time her shield is gone, which lasts two or three seconds, she just puts it right back up again, which makes her
0: almost impossible to kill. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, that that is one of the biggest issues I've had with Overwatch that I want them to fix. Is it's amazing to me how quick they are to nerf other characters in Overwatch that you know, if I, if I were to spend time looking at what it is that that they have buffed the character with or if they if they if they feel like one of the original um attributes of the character is too buffed and they need to nerf it down. Fine, Like I, like I could see certain things like that. I am shocked at how they have not addressed the issue it. with right yeah. They have not touched her at all. And she is seriously one of the most overpowered characters in that game. It is, uh, I don't know. It's, it's like, unbelievable. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. And, and it's one of those things that really it's, it's not so bad that like it causes me not, not to want to play the game, but it definitely does put a damper a bit on the fun factor. When I see one of the players goes for her. And, and that's one of the things too, is like when you're playing the game, odds are when a player chooses a riot, it, the only reason is because they know that she's so overpowered, right. That they're going to be able to get more kills and they're going to be able to have a better chance at winning the game and stuff, as opposed to just really getting to grips with the character itself. Right. And be able to, to leverage a lot of the, the different types of, Abilities that that character has.
1: In contrast, I think Winston needs a buff.
0: I also agree. I agree with that.
1: What I suggest is uh, see what ha- what he does with his little uh, generator electricity weapon of sorts. I don't know what the, what the actual technical name <laughs> of that weapon is. So if three people are in close proximity to him, mm-hmm. he can hit all three, and it gradually you know lower you know decreases their hit points and whatnot. But I think if it's only one person and not multiple, then it should be a lot stronger of a pulse because you're concentrating all his firepower to one person, one target versus multiple. Absolutely. Right? Um, I mean, he doesn't really have much else besides a really quick shield, which doesn't last. I mean, it's only about 10 seconds
0: by I itself. Do, I and- do like the duration of the shield. I, I would not want that shield to right, be Right, well, stronger. that's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Is His abilities are fine as they are, yeah. but something else just needs to be a little bit
0: stronger. I would suggest that his ultimate um allow to be able to slap around the the enemy more. Or- because I could see that as being like a huge leg up for like if you're um on a map that has certain edges where you can fall off and whatnot. And especially if if it's um oh what is that that play mode? It's not the payload, but it's one it's almost like territories where like you're you're having to try and claim that, that area yeah, for a, some amount of time. Objective A and objective B. Uh, well, I think it's just one objective. It's just, yeah, it's not, it's not objective A and B. It's the one where you're, you're literally, it's like king of the hill. You know, you're, you're, yeah. you're staying in that area. And then once the timer, well not the timer, but like the percentages reach a hundred percent, then you win. Um, I think that that would be really helpful. Like if he goes into an ultimate and he's able to just really slap people around where they really get knocked away. Because I don't think, I don't think it is as powerful as far as little rocket no, that she not shoots even, out. Not yeah. even. Or if he like hit the ground
1: really hard, like mm-hmm. bam, and it made some little you know concussive wave. Yeah. Kind of like when he jumps, but if he just like hit the ground and it, it was bigger. Like, yeah. You know that something of the sorts. Agreed. Matchmaking, Russ. Matchmaking still needs to be addressed, okay? Now, there's a few things. Number one, the wait time is random, heavily random. There's millions of people playing the game. If you go start play the game, you could be waiting there. I've waited there almost 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, sometimes it does take a while,
1: and that's that's the that's the like the, the way far end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you hit matchmaking, and within a few seconds, okay, here's a skirmish while we're, we we search for more players. Mm-hmm. Other times you're staring at a loading screen, which yeah, it could just be two or three minutes, but that's two or three minutes of just staring at the loading screen, waiting for something to happen. Right. So they either need to put like uh, NPCs, you know, com- computer controlled bots for you to just to do something with in the meantime, or just put you in a map just so you can move around.
0: Yeah, just distract yourself while you're waiting for it.
1: Exactly, yeah. just don't give me a, a turning wheel that I need to have to stare at for however long.
0: Another
1: mm-hmm. thing that needs to be addressed is the variety of people that they, they can cycle in and out. Because it's often, no, nah, nah, often enough. I was gonna say often, but not, not so often, but often enough. We're with a certain amount of folks mm-hmm. and maybe we don't play well as a team. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have mics on, they're not obeying, you know, commands like, okay, you know, let's all group up, let's do this, let's do that. Everyone wants to be the lone wolf and, and, and be a one man army. Mm-hmm. So we think, okay, well, next match we'll just get a whole new team together and let's try it again. And then we'll get the same team we were just with and and completely uncompatible. And again, there's millions of people playing the game all over the globe and we can't get mashed up with anybody else except for the the incompatible team that we have, you Mm. know? So, or we've completely like exited out, right? We've completely gone back to the start screen, had a nice conversation, maybe drink a brew, and then go back to playing the game, and we're still with the same people, you know? Like, what are the chances?
0: Uh Uh-huh. I remember when I was playing Halo and that was actually one of the things that I thought was fun. It wasn't as prevalent as what you're describing with Overwatch, but I did really enjoy times when there was like a really heated match with another team. And then uh, every once in a while, the the very next match we'd go to, it would be the exact same team. And then everybody would respond on the headsets like, oh, encore, second match, you know. I think that it is fun to be able to have that... um, and I don't, I don't see it too often in Overwatch, but I, mean, I, I do, I do re- see what you're saying. I do see that there are more often than not, like you, you'll you'll see some of the same players over and over again. When you and I play, it seems like it's often enough. Yeah,
1: like especially where we're doing capture the flag, and we. Memorize everybody's names because that's how often they pop up or like we're with them again.
0: Yeah, no, I am surprised about that, and especially considering that they have the whole party up option where if you want to stay with the right people who you played with on the same team, you do have that, but then playing with other people, I don't know, I go back and forth on that. I it doesn't at uh, times it doesn't necessarily bother me to play the same people like over and over again, uh, for like two or three matches, provided that they are not a pain to play with. Right. But that you can't control it. Yeah, yeah, you can't control it. But I mean, well, in a way, you can't control it. You can leave the game and just just start over again. And, and hope for the best. You know, but <laughs> yeah, I would say that's probably a, a lower on the lower end of things. What else you got? We got to talk about competitive. Competitive
1: Overwatch. So sometimes, and this is a nice little segue, is that sometimes when we go into a competitive match, it'll find something, you know, and we're thinking, yes, match, here we go. Get pumped, get crazy. And then you drop this right in going, 10 seconds remaining. We're going, where are we? What's happening? You know, and then we just lose. And it's like, oh, yeah, you got you got to lose some competitive points because you lost the match. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we only had 10 seconds. What, what you know, I think that needs to fix. But at the same time, if you're playing competitive and then you have... A member or members of your team who leave, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're handicapped, and it's four on six or five on six or three, you know, something, mm-hmm. and it's inevitable you're going to lose. I either think that uh, it should. It, I, I suggest clarify. I suggest that they decrease the amount of points that you will lose because it's obvious you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Or, and also increase the amount of points that you could win if you guys turn it around with the handicapped. Because all of a sudden, I mean, everybody is going to be a, neg- <laughs> a negative Nancy at that point. Okay, we lost somebody. Yeah. you know, I don't want to lose either because you know if you even escape the game, you're going to get negative competitive points anyhow. So either way, damned if you do, damned if
0: you don't. Mm. Uh, I would be curious to know exactly how their ranking system works because I am not familiar at all with first of all, okay, how many points can you win versus how many do you, do you lose? And then based off of that, if you have a team who does in fact win with a handicap of losing one or more p- players on their team, mm-hmm. have they already factored that in to the winnings if you were to win that match? If you were to win a competitive match with a handicap, do they compensate you with the, with like the, what you're talking about with the points already or not? I I unfortunately have no idea. Yeah. They may do that already. We just don't know. But yeah. I, if they don't, I think that that is a great idea. Because there's nothing sucks more than when you're in a competitive match. You're trying to move up the ranks, and then someone just decides to rage quit or whatever it is. Yeah. And then suddenly your team is just at a severe disadvantage. What else you got? And this one I need to pick your brain on. Because so you started to play Orisa a little
1: bit. Yes. Uh-huh. What would you think if... They gave her a small buff, meaning, like, not lock her down so much when she fires.
0: So, Orissa is predominantly a defensive player, and if you know how to use her properly, she can really act as a bottleneck. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how to play her, then she's just a, a pretty useless character, but that um yeah if, if once you get to grips with what it is that she does I mean she's primarily a def- a defense and support unit and I for one really enjoy using her on payload oriented um objectives I mean yeah you you could kind of use her for the other ones as well but payload especially is great because you have certain choke points in a map and you, you can leverage that to your advantage if you're playing as someone like Arissa but it's on the, on the on the flip side, if I'm attacking Orisa, and, if, and especially if it's against a, a good player who knows how to use Orisa, that character is pretty tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the whole notion that you can drop your shield down as soon as one breaks, that's a huge advantage that a lot of other characters really don't have. I mean, Winston that's, can drop a, mm. a bubble shield, but... His um, burn down time, in order for um, the shield to become available again, is longer. Whereas with hers, I mean, she's just dropping it down. She, dropping it down.
1: It, she can't. It once hers breaks, she can't automatically drop it back down. She still has a timer that that she. Has she to
0: has order. a timer, but in in my in my play experience playing as her, by the time that shield actually breaks, I mean, unless you have the entire other team just right. focusing all their firepower on her shield. Typically, like by the time that thing breaks, I can easily just throw another one down, and then on top of that too, you she has that other kind of uh, I can't remember what the uh, the correct name is of her ability, but it's where she can almost like fortify herself, like her skin turns gold that's, temporarily. That's
1: not any kind of defense. The only th- that thing that does is basically like if. Um, Uh, road road hog throws his chain at her and she does at the same time she won't get stunned or she won't get stunned by mccree's grenade or if may throws down her ultimate to freeze everything she can still walk out she won't get frozen that's all that does but that doesn't give her any more shield or anything like that That, yeah that's just some sort of defensive mechanism for those certain attacks
0: yeah that particular ability i'm still trying to get to grips with i haven't fully figured that out yet but like her ultimate for instance throwing down that that pod of sorts and it just it boosts Super, everybody for a while. You yeah. know, that, that's actually really helpful for the team too provided you don't forget to use it. Right. So but, I, I think that Arissa as a whole, I would say she's pretty balanced. I, I I'm, I'm, There's nothing that comes to mind at the moment where I would think, oh, they need to tweak this. Yeah.
1: I, I kind of feel that she still needs to move a little more freely when she's firing only because her projectiles are not
0: they're slower. They're, they're, they're slower,
1: right? Yeah. So you need to time it better, and number one, and number two, they're, they're weaker,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is why they give her more ammo is because you have to hit somebody yeah, a lot it's more. it's balanced. Or, yeah. yeah. The other thing I, I think that needs a little bit of work is her little uh, reverse Gravitron charge, mm-hmm. right? So if you throw that out, anybody who's anybody in any kind of movable object in the game gets thrown into this thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I would like to see... This be used to move Diva's alt, for example, because if you think wherever she puts that thing, it goes. Mm-hmm. And you have to run out of the way, you have to hide it and or hide it. You have to hide yourself. <laughs> so in order to not get hit by this bl- nuclear blast, right? I would
0: like to see... Uh, Remind me again. How does that... I mean, is it something that just... Is, does it suck all the opposing characters like into a, one spot? Right.
1: It's like a a, a black hole. A, okay. A mini black hole of sorts. Yeah. So if the whole party is coming at you, you can fire this thing and it will suck everybody back for a second. Uh-huh. Or if someone's close to the cliff, you can fire it kind of towards the cliff. And if gotcha. they're relatively close, they'll suck them out and then they'll you know drop gotcha. them down. Yeah. There's no way to move divas mech wants she ults and i think it would be cool if somebody was Arissa and they shot that thing and they were just able to, to move it you mm. know at five feet or whatever sure i think that would be awesome
0: that would be a game changer yeah
1: also too a lot of other uh like um abilities kind of like uh not what, what's the monk's name the um the robot zenyata, zenyatta so his discord can go through shields yeah right uh, I would I would think that even if somebody has a shield going, that this black hole, this, you know, mm-hmm. this reverse Gravitron, would still be able to work. And when Zariah is shielded, she can't be moved either. Mm-hmm. So I think everything in the world needs a little bit of a balance with that all, you know, because it, as it stands, you can't really do much except for move players around. Sure. So if you can move other objects and players, what difference would it make if, you know the object was alting or shielded. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, you I am. You're picking like up what I'm throwing down? Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing what you're sawing. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> this one you're
0: not going to care about too much. I've been playing a lot of McCree lately. You've been playing McCree um, in the skirmishes, but I haven't seen you play as McCree in any of the actual matches. Do I don't want to disappoint you, Russ. I'm not at that level yet. <gasps> oh.
1: Now, if you think about it, he has that little somersault thing. You know, he
0: gets out of the way pretty quick. He he channels his gymnastics. Yes. Yeah,
1: he does. That has an eight second cooldown time. All he does is do one somersault. Now, think about this, Russ. I wrote some some abilities down and their time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Let me begin. Mercy has her little fly over to somebody who is across the map. Right, a little
0: dive action. A little dive, dive action. fly. Yeah, and yeah.
1: you know what the cooldown time of that is. No. Two to three seconds. Okay. She can go across the map. Reinhardt, you already know this. He can charge all the way across the map. Cool down time, eight seconds. That's S- a long time. I know, but he's and he can do damage, but he's going all the way across the map. Well, he's not going all the way
0: across the map. Well, I mean, you map. can you can Okay, fine. You can he can cover, I mean, he, he can barely turn when he's doing that. He, so he, right. he will uh, inevitably okay, run. into Okay, Mr. Literal. He can go for a long I just distance. Want to make sure we're on the same page.
1: <sighs> Sombra. Similar ability. She can run, okay, sprint really fast. She's Mm -hmm. doing whatever I am. Soldier 76, same thing. No cooldown time. He can sprint. Yep. Yep. Okay. Genji, dash, cooldown time, eight seconds. And he does damage. You see where I'm going with this? I hear
0: a lot of eight seconds.
1: Tracer has the blink ability that recharges constantly. And she's going Mm -hmm. quite a lot longer distances, okay? Mm -hmm. Distance, damage time. Mm. All relative. And then we have McCree. I, I I wasn't even done yet. I have a little bit more to go, but I'll stop there. McCree just does one somersault, and he just goes three feet, and then it's a cool time of eight seconds. I'm thinking, come on, really? Eight seconds?
0: One Ooh, of the things that comes to mind... You were quiet there for a minute. Well, I'm thinking about McCree's abilities, because he has the stun ability, which is actually, a, at this point in time, a very rare ability that any character in the game has. And that... That is saying something. I mean, if you if you launch out that stun ability, you basically get a kill. Like like if you if you know how to how to play mm-hmm. as McCree, like yeah, you're you're gonna get it unless you're playing up against a, a tank that is at full hit points. But you would have to use both abilities at the same time. Sure, the the somersault and the or the dodge or whatever it is, feather the
1: hammer ability. Otherwise, you're not gonna get it, and the person can you know, pretty much kill you.
0: Yeah, but again, I think McCree strikes me as a character that is balanced. I wouldn't want to see anything changed on McCree. It's
1: a small balance Russ.
0: I I just you need a little bit. I You know, McCree is the type of character where again, if you know how to really play him, he can just devastate the battlefield. I mean, it's it's pretty impressive how some of the, these expert players, they can just get out there and they, they know how to stick to the, the walls and the corners. They they know that they're too squishy of a character, and, and honestly they're too slow of a character to really hold their own in the open battlefield. So they try and stick to the shadows and stuff and they'll pick people off from a distance. And the gun is, all, once again, if you know how to play right. as McCree, I mean, you're, you're getting kill after kill after kill because his gun is extremely powerful because he only gets like six shots before he has to reload that sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway, now certain characters they um
1: they give you the ability to cancel your ultimate. What do you think about that, Russ? And if you mean and if you cancel it, then your
0: ult goes back to zero as if you used it. So I have a bit of a a beef with this. Um <laughs> I knew you would. <sighs> it is <sighs> So what? Is it? Just spit it out! I'm I'm trying to formulate my thoughts. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting. The audience is waiting. When when it comes to the ultimate here, ah oh man, oh my gosh. There you are times I, you want some milk and cookies. No, 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 no. I, I'm just I'm trying to be <laughs> articulate about this, Steve. <laughs> I have had so many times playing, especially playing as Farah, where. I will, you know, as far as you, you become immobile when you do your ultimate, you're staying in one place and you're doing your rocket barrage. And there have just been so many times where I'm, I hit the ultimate, but then I get killed too soon. And I don't even, I'm not even like in the middle of doing my ultimate. I'm just, I'm a, I'm about to say justice And I get killed. Justice!
1: Yeah. (laughs) Why does Russ keep saying that? I keep hearing him say justice upstairs. The word
0: of the day is justice. (laughs) So, but then what will happen is is that most of the time, my ultimate will go back down to zero. And there have been very few times where, like, for instance, if I, like, there will be times, to be fair, where, like, it'll only go down to, like, 30%. Like, at least it won't go down to zero. It won't drain down to zero. But the thing that's that's super annoying about that is the fact that there, there really wasn't any ultimate. I mean, if you want to be technical about it, yes, I hit the Y button on the Xbox controller. It activated the ultimate. Even though there was no explosions or anything, I hit Y and then I died right away. At the same time, most of the time when I'm looking at my ultimate, it's back to zero again. That's highly irritating because nothing. there was no payoff from that. Now, and again, I get that. I'm not, I'm not looking for a participation trophy type of uh, solution to that. But I would like to see something along the lines of if you initiate an ultimate and you die, perhaps you can get like, it'll reduce your ultimate to 50%. You know, something along the lines where you're not right. so penalized for dying right when you're doing your ultimate because it, it, uh, it why, takes forever to charge it back up. But why do they give you the option to cancel it? Well, I don't even know if I'm even able to cancel the ultimate A lot playing of the characters, as Farah.
1: Uh, well, maybe you are, maybe you're not with Farah. I know
0: McCree, I think you can cancel. But it goes right? back,
1: well, definitely with McCree. But I think some other characters, I mean, Soldier 76, you, it allows you to cancel. And you just hit the other trigger and then yeah. it cancels
0: it. D.Va, you can't cancel either. I mean, once you act, Once it, you're out, you're, you're out, activated. exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: So to me, it doesn't make any sense why it's there. Like, why would someone choose to... Move their ultimate from zero and uh, uh, extremely powerful ability, and just restart it again. It doesn't make any sense. I, yeah, if it went down to fifty percent, I could see it because sometimes I've hit the Y button by mistake and it's barely grazed it and it goes okay here it goes. I'm like no no no, there's no one here. Uh-huh. And, I, and if I cancel, it, at least it's not that you know bad of a of a pill to swallow if it goes back to fifty percent.
0: There is a bit of drama that is associated with that, or maybe not drama is the right word. It's more like. There's the gravity of the situation because when you decide to actually initiate your ultimate, you have to commit to that ultimate. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and there's something that I do appreciate about that because it just, once again, it's a valuable asset. You can't just haphazardly, like, oh, I'm going to use it here. Oh, no, I'm not going to use it here. I'm going to use it here. No, I'm not going to use it here. You know, and you go back and forth, right. back and forth, back and forth. No, the, there is something that is very epic about when you hit that button and you're going to initiate your, your ultimate, you better be in a good position because yeah. – you're, you're going to have to charge that back up if you waste it. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and there's something I really do appreciate about that. I suppose if they wanted to play around with the idea that maybe all players can get one cancel per life, right. where like, you know, if you're going around and you decide you're going to do your ultimate and then you realize, oh, I'm out of position and you decide to cancel it, you can do that that one time, which will cost you, um, well... I go back and forth on this too, because on the one, like one scenario can play out, you, you get one cancel and then, um, you still maintain your hundred percent ultimate ability. And then you can, you can initiate it again during that, that life. Then if you die, if you get killed, you can come back and then you'd have the option to cancel it. Another avenue would be if you do want to have some sort of penalty for not actually following through with your, um, your ultimate itself, you could have some sort of penalty in place for the the charge time of the ultimate. So like if you were about to do your ultimate and then you cancel it, you lose 20% of your ultimate. So now you're down to 80%. You can't actually initiate your ultimate. You have to charge up that 20%. But hey, that's a whole lot better than going from 100% to 0% because you realized you were out of position or you had to cancel or or you got shot and killed while you were trying to activate your ultimate. There could be something like in, in line for that where you would have a universal cancellation option for every character. You would be penalized a little bit, but at least at that point in time, it strikes me as being more fair. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: glad you finished your thought. Mm. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> let's talk about uh, friendly fire or self-inflicted fire, Russ. <laughs> now, if you think about it, Farah. okay? Farah. let's talk about it. So if she launches a rocket, if you're a ferret and you launch a rocket at me just because you're playing around, uh-huh. I'm not going to take any damage. Right. If you point the ro- your your cannon down and you or right against the wall and you fire, you're going to take some damage. I've done that. Okay. Doesn't make any sense. Soldier seventy six can do the same thing. If he if you accidentally fire his rockets too close to somebody, or, or no, too close to the enemy or to a wall, mm-hmm. he'll take damage. Mm-hmm. If you fire it at the team, they won't take damage. Mm-hmm. Junkrat, and I could be wrong, but I knew this was ha- at some point between Doomfist and now, he could step on his C4 mine and mm-hmm. and explode
0: it. Yeah, and, he can still do that. And yep.
1: go way high in the air. And he used to not take any damage. Mm-hmm. So to me, unbalanced. Well, and, I, and
0: to my understanding, I think he still does not take any damage for that. I think that's still an ability that allows him to get airtime. Right. time. So you have certain players who don't take damage with it.
1: You have the rest of the team who doesn't take damage from it, but mm-hmm. then you have certain characters who do take damage from it. To me, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. I would like to see no friendly fire. I mean, if we're going to have friendly fire, it has to be everybody. If there's if there's going to be no friendly fire, you know, why, why Why? just select and choose? If it's not going to hurt some people and then it's going to hurt some other,
0: other, you know. Eh. I like the idea of self-inflicted damage just because it adds accountability to you as a player. Like, like you can't, once again, it goes back to that whole notion of, look, You need to be aware of your surroundings. Like if you're going to commit to doing something, whether it's your ultimate or you're just going to try and shoot something, you can't be sloppy about it. You have to be very precise. You have to take the time to get into the correct position. Be aware of your surroundings. I, I for one, really liked. I mean, Halo was, I think, the same way, wasn't it? Like, Mm -hmm. like when you're using the rocket launcher, if you shot something too close, you could damage yourself or you kill yourself, right? Or you kill your teammate. I don't think... You, you definitely could. Are no, you, no, uh, no. Yeah, you do, Not do, in it, Halo. Yeah. No, you're playing like team-based team Slayer. You, no, no one would die. You could throw a grenade or whatever. Like Oh, yeah, all the
1: time. Oh, of course. Even when you're playing the regular game and you're like, oh, let's do the warthog jump back in the beginning. You throw a bunch of grenades and they all exploded and you like flew way over the arch. Come on, Russ.
0: I remember that when you're playing co-op story mode, but when you're playing multiplayer, like you're playing team-based Halo, like you could shoot your assault rifle at your your buddy. They're not going to take any damage.
1: I, I think you could still take damage from rocket launchers and grenades. Yeah, the assault rifle, no, but from grenades and explosives, you could.
0: Are you sure? Absolutely. Because I remember like when you're playing Slayer itself, You know, it's a free-for-all. Clearly, you are You know, everyone's going to be able to damage everybody. But in team-based, I don't remember that at all. I don't remember any kind of, like, ability to be able to still harm your teammates.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember all the time. Like, even if you're driving around the Warthog and uh, someone shoots a rocket or a grenade, you could kill your entire team. Really? Yes. Man, it's been forever since I played that. All right, well. So, anyhow. I'll take your word for it. Well, I have to agree on to, to disagree on that. I don't think there should be any friendly fire. I think if you're going to pick and choose, oh, this character is going to get a, hurt by an explosion. This character is not going to get hurt by an explosion.
0: I just think, eh. Well, just- in, in friendly fire in Overwatch, though, in Overwatch, you're just talking about injuring yourself. It's not like you can injure other people. Either Either
1: way. If if junk if you're gonna put a, a little pack of C4 and you, and you're gonna blow it up underneath yourself you're, and not you're take talking, any damage,
0: yeah, you're you're basically talking about characters who do take damage from their weapons versus characters who do not, and they have made a conscious effort to try and, and like when it comes to Junkrat they've made a conscious decision to actually give him the ability to be able to explode himself upward to, to gain abilities of just being able to see what's going on as well as get out of like a tight situation simply because he's a slower character. That's part of the balancing versus with, with like someone like Farah, like I could do like my, my rocket boost and just instantly just get out of the way and have also a vertical command, so to speak of just being able to see what's going on all the time. So that, that's even me. with
1: even with Diva, if she does her old uh-huh. and she's not hiding about anything, she doesn't get killed. Doesn't even take any damage.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I'm, I'm more ambivalent on that. Hmm. What else you got? Mercy. You know I love
1: Mercy. Close to my heart. Hmm. Rez. Yeah, it's kind of it's almost a mute point now at this time. You know, <laughs> it's like it, it's basically dwindled down to. Uh, You're going to sacrifice yourself to raise another one of your teammates. Drink it up, Russ. (sighs) To me, that just seems counterproductive. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of, I think, grumbling going on for people who don't want a healer Uh or can't stand a healer. If they get an epic kill and then someone else just raises them back up, they want to piss and moan about it.
0: Sure. I think. Who cares? That's part of the game. I, I realize, too, uh, with that you have been greatly affected mm. by the changes that have gone on with Mercy. I still am a little on the sidelines about all that, just simply because I don't really play Mercy very often. And I, while I do, I, for one, really liked the idea of being able to do group reses. I think that that was that was always an epic moment in gameplay when you realize you think all hope is lost <laughs> yeah. your entire team is down and all of a sudden like the entire team gets raised all together that <laughs> like, completely just <laughs> brings back initiative um everybody in the team goes oh
1: my gosh yeah, and, yeah. and the rest of the team goes oh no right yeah so awesome
0: yeah it, it, it never gets old and so it, it that is a missed thing i think I do. Uh, on the flip side, though, I do think that the new changes that they have applied to Mercy make her more of a deeper character to play as. Because once again, I've played against character characters. I've played against players who choose Mercy as their character, and they are are forced to be reckoned with. I yeah. mean, it's it's amazing how they're able to to get kills in addition to healing their their teammates and whatnot. So, I don't know. It goes back and forth. I think that there is more balancing that, that is needed f- for Mercy in order to try and please both parties. What I would suggest is if they want to keep the res as is, I would say
1: with her healing stream, mm-hmm. if somebody walks in between, like if I'm healing you and then someone else walks in between, I think the healing for both, I think, I think there A, there should be healing for both, but like cut to half mm. in a way. I mean, why not? That makes sense. If there's a healing stream that I'm hitting you and if someone else walks in the middle, they should get healed too. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'll speed things up a bit, Russ. So I think Reinhardt, I think Reinhardt should be able to punch through May's ice wall because right now there is no counter That to would it. be cool. I okay. agree. During promo events, I think there should be a way Your to- Your promo event. Exactly, I am. You know when they had to play those little cut scenes in the beginning uh-huh. and you have like that one person who wants to continually watch the same thing again and again, you have three other people who are like, let's move it on. I think there should be a way to, like, hey, hit the A button, let's go, let's go, encourage the the, the promotion, right? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I think there should be more promotionary loot. Like, if you get it, it shouldn't, be, if you get like legendary, for example. Mm-hmm. And then it's the legendary that you could get anytime during the year. And yeah. you're like, oh, well, this is the German promo event. Come on. Yeah. At the same time, I think that once if, you, if it's a coin and not an item, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be like 500 for legendary loot. It should be like $750 or 1000 considering that anything, depending on the event of the year, costs anywhere from 1000 to 5000 right? Let me see, Russ. You're giving me the eye. Um, let's see. I would think it's cool if you uh, get armor. From somebody that you could see visual cues that they have armor not just in the little life bar that'd be cool that'd be neat um i'd like to see a new emote for nice attack or okay. well played okay okay i'd like to see a support hero i can throw out different power-ups than what we've already seen i think i, I queued on this before i want to see like if, if they throw it out you that one person can move faster recharge faster or jump higher, give pr- new abilities, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe with an ultimate of like the opposite of uh, Zer- uh, Zenyatta's uh, transcendence, mm-hmm. be like the transcendence, but discord. So anybody who's near, like they're, they're really weak, their life starts get draining down sort of things. Everyone's trying to avoid this character, right? Mm-hmm. And have her be another melee character, maybe two batons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, I I'll finish up with this. You have a lot of skins and cosmetics in the game, right? That you can choose from. I think there needs to be customization with your if you want to color palette your own character or do things with mm-hmm. it. You can do that and have skins for your weapons.
0: I think skins for the weapons would be well. They're, they're pretty good. I'm, I'm thinking about the the different types of skins that are already existing in the game, and you can look at the the weapons that. Um, go along with it. I mean, I I think that Blizzard does a fantastic job just decking out both the the uniform and uh, the different types of weapons. This will be a whole separate branch. They already have it set with the gold weapon you can
1: buy. Mm -hmm. I would say extend it even further let them buy more.
0: Okay. Well, a lot to digest. (sighs) A lot to just let your noodle kind of marinate on there for a while. I believe that that wraps up this episode. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, show your support by checking out patreon.com slash joygasm and pledge a buck. A month to get the most out of the show. Also, you can follow us on social media and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.com slash Joygasm TV. Last but not least, search Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. We'll see you next time. Later. (laughs) Oh, 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 oh,